now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. And what occurred almost 2,000 years ago that we celebrate Palm Sunday. What a glorious time. It was indeed that day when our Lord Jesus, he denied himself. He's about to take up the responsibility that God had given him to endure the cross. And that's what this is all about, Palm Sunday. It is the day when Jesus is saying to us, to the world, that he is the Christ, that he is Messiah, he is the anointing anointed one, and he did it by obedience, and that's how the people recognize indeed, without any question, that he is Messiah. What occurred concerning this celebration, it was not long-lived, the day started off fine, and they worship him, and by the end of the day, the enemy got in, and, and Satan just vexed the people's spirit, the time they get to Jerusalem, the people became agitated. And that is to be expected whenever we obey God. This is what happens. But we want to focus today on the triumphal entry. And so today's title of the message is The Triumphal Entry, The Denial of Self. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before you in the name of your Son and our Savior, Christ Jesus. And we ask, O oh Holy Spirit, please bless us. Please open your word, dear God. Thank you, Jesus. God, that you promise your truth will endure to every generation. And you have fulfilled your promise, and we have it today. Without which we would not know you, Father. So thank you, Jesus. And we know that all of Scripture is to reveal who you are, Lord Jesus, that you are Messiah. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that all authority has been given to you in heaven and on earth, Lord Jesus. And thank you for sealing us with your spirit. Thank you, God, that you own us, that we are your children, Father, Thank you, Father, that your spirit is in us, bearing witness inside of us, Lord, this glorious confirmation that we are your children, Father. And thank you, Jesus, for using us to tell others that you are their Savior. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Now when they drew near Jerusalem 
and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. This was already prophesied. It was, it's in the Holy Scripture. And if anyone say anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. And this here certainly is declaring the omniscience of Jesus. He knows everything. He is God. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. This is in God's word. God made this very clear. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. And God led Zechariah to write this. This holy scripture. This is about to be fulfilled. Jesus, in being obedient, at this point, everyone, they're recognizing, they know this scripture, and they're seeing it come to pass. They're actually seeing it come to pass. And it was the greatest testimony that Jesus shared. There's a testimony of obedience, a testimony that declares that he is Messiah. And they recognize it. They recognize it because Scripture is coming to pass. Exactly what the scripture says. Look at the detail. Tell the daughters of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fold of a donkey. The people were expecting this. They were anticipating this to happen. And finally it happened. And there was a certainty that indeed, Christ Jesus, this Jesus from Nazareth, he is Messiah. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They bought the donkey in the cold, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great, and a very great multitude spread their clothes in the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And that's why we celebrate with the palm. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This was their cry. They knew from Psalm 118, and let's turn there to Psalm 118. They understood that. In Psalm 118 and verses 20, David is speaking here that when we go into the house of God, that we go in with this appreciation, praising and blessing God. Psalm 118 and verse 26 says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. 
And while this is referring here in this psalm to when they enter into the sanctuary and they're worshiping God, the Holy Spirit at the same time is helping us to understand. And I'm sure that the people were anticipating this. This was their response. They had the scripture in their hearts, didn't they? That this scripture is messianic and it is ultimately it will be fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hosanna to the son of David. And indeed, Jesus came from that lineage of David that he is Messiah. This is their response. They understood verses 5. They understood what happened. They knew clearly without any doubt that this man, Jesus, is Messiah. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Instead, there is an immediate Warfare here. They became agitated. Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. How short lived it was. Why? Because God entered into a world of darkness. And there will be a moment where those will recognize the light, but immediately the enemy will attack. There will be those who are blinded. Their eyes won't open to God's truth. But nevertheless, let's see what our Lord Jesus did in verses 12. Then Jesus went in the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money, the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my, my house shall not be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den. My, ho- my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And this helps us to understand why those who did not recognize Jesus. What the devil does is when Satan has man reflecting on himself when he's concerned about his own well-being he's not going to be receptive to the things of God from the very beginning that's what the devil did when he tempted Eve and Adam also disobeyed and they were looking at themselves (coughs) the devil says look at the fruit it will be delicious The very look at it, it makes it appear to be good. And the day you eat of it, your eyes will open and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. He presented pride. That's what self does. Self-indulgence, and that's spiritual warfare. That's what Satan does. Nothing has changed. Under the sun in terms of what Satan, what he's doing in people's heart. And this is the world in which Jesus existed. This is the world in which he came. He did not come into a perfect world. He came into a world of darkness. 
He is the light. He says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. That house of prayer is referring to this. God made us to have fellowship with him. And when we come into God's house, it is to have fellowship with God. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that's a prayer that we pray. And we have fellowship with God. When we believe in Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes in us, and the Bible says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit for all eternity, and we experience this eternal fellowship. But you have made it into a den of thieves. The devil continued to attack people and humanity, but nevertheless, Jesus is showing us one of the great truths here. He has to deny himself. Observe that Jesus, at the moment, did not get all excited about the accolades of the fact that they are honoring me as a king. He did not in any way say, well, I am going to enjoy this for a moment, and even though there is wrong going on in God's house, I'll turn away from it because I am in my glory right now. The people are recognizing me. And something is displeasing to God is what was happening then, Christ pointed out. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful thing that he did, the children cried out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. So you went from someone, a group of people saying, we recognize scripture, we recognize what is written in God's holy scripture, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. They went from that to actually recognizing, yes, this has to be Messiah. Yes, Jesus is Messiah. To expressing Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They went from all of that, their eyes open, recognizing to an immediate attack of the devil. Where they now, they're indignant. And he said to them, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. This is found in Psalm 8. Psalm 8 and verses 2. Then he left them and went out of the city to Beth- Bethany, and he lodged there. This glorious, triumphant entry requires two things. Christ being submissive to the word of God and Christ in doing so, he has to deny himself. He must deny himself. And saints, this is why the Holy Spirit, this is why our Lord Jesus himself said this to us. 
You see, by his example, he, is, he has discipled us to do the same in our walk with God. And this is what he has passed on to us. This is what makes our journey, our life on earth, consistent as we serve our Lord. We have to be denying ourselves. We have to be careful that we don't get sidetracked. We have to be careful that we don't start to enjoy any type of self-praise. We have to be mindful that when someone says, What a wonderful job you did that we say thank you and praise God. We have to be mindful that even though we are walking with God, when there are those, our loved ones that are doing wrong things, things that are displeasing to God, that we have to stand on the side of God, deny ourselves, knowing that they might have an indignant spirit towards us. They may not like what we say. They may even hate what we say. But we're going to speak God's truth because we're denying self. And that's the better victory for them. And Jesus explains this denying of self to us in Mark chapter 8. See, Jesus is about to take up his cross. He's about to take up his cross. And in Mark chapter 8 and verses 34, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Mark chapter 8 and verses 34. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We have to constantly be denying ourselves. That's what the triumphal entry is all about. Jesus denying himself. Being obedient to the Father, the Holy Spirit inside of us, as the Holy Spirit inside of Christ, is giving him this victory. God says if we have to serve him today, we have to deny ourselves. Constantly we have to get self out of the way. Because the self part, that's the part that the devil will use. That's the part that the demons will say to us, you deserve something. You don't deserve to suffer for the Lord. God is not fair with you. Stay quiet when things are wrong because you want to preserve your self-image. Lord says, if we desire to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Because Jesus says, as the Father has sent him, so he is sending us. Amen. 
and the Holy Spirit gives us the grace to do that. We make a choice every day to do that. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. When Jesus denied himself, and he is preparing here, God is preparing him to go to the cross. Where was his focus? His focus was on making the gospel possible. That's where Jesus was about. Bible says he humbled himself even to the point of death, the death on the cross. Without Jesus, there is no gospel. And he's making the gospel possible. The gospel is all about Jesus. When we deny ourselves, there is a goal, isn't there? And the Holy Spirit helps us in getting us to that destiny, towards that goal. And what is our goal when we deny ourselves? It means that we are living for something and someone greater than ourselves. And what are we living for? The gospel. We're living to tell others that Jesus is your Messiah. That's denying ourselves. One cannot deny oneself without the greater divine purpose. If that was the case, then Jesus would have gotten so excited about sitting in the cold and the branches and the clothing and the worship. Oh, keep doing it. This feels good. But he goes into the temple and he says, no, you're a den of thieves. What you're doing, this pleases God. You wouldn't like what I have to say, but the point is, it's truth. Are you following where he's at? Because he's about something. If you're going to deny self, there's a greater purpose. What's the purpose? The gospel. He has to make, he's going to go to the cross. And his spirit gives us the same grace today to experience Jesus. Are we following that? Everything we do in this life, everything, all our actions, our thoughts, our words, they're all centered around this. That our Lord Jesus said to us, go and preach my gospel throughout the world. And I'm going to fill you with my spirit after you accept me as your savior so this can happen. And the only thing that can hinder that process is self. And we do what Jesus did. We have to make that choice all the time. Oh, dear God, please open my eyes. Father, Holy Spirit, to the self part of me. Because the scripture says that self part, which is the flesh part, the flesh was against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And don't we think for one moment that they're friends. God says they're enemies that stand against each other. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, gives us that victory. That's where we are at moment by moment in our Christian journey. And the devil uses this world. Verses 36. 
And what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 38 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my word in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. Oh, I certainly, by the grace of God, do not want my Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, to be ashamed of me when I get into his presence. I would rather take all the ridicule and misunderstanding and the hurt and pain that comes when I deny self and lift Jesus up. When I understand scripture and says, this is what God says. You can hate me if you want. But I'm not going to bring shame to my Savior. And I'm not going to deny him. And when Jesus went into the temple, what he is saying to the people, I am not going to be quiet. Because if I'm silent, I am denying my father. What, what is Jesus teaching us, saints? Self-denial costs. It costs. The pleasant road will be to say nothing, do nothing, pretend everything is okay, but when we live for Jesus, truly because we love him, and we understand that we are here, that the Holy Spirit is using us to tell the world that Jesus loves us, it will cost. Are we following this? It will cost. And it costs our Savior the cross. And he endured it. The good news is this. Whenever we go about things God's way, the victory is guaranteed. Thus he rose again. He rose again. This is a message to the world, isn't it? For those who are listening, praise God. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Point is this. Jesus loves you. Jesus is your Messiah. He is your Savior. He emptied himself, did not cling to his right to be God, and he humbled himself even to the point of death, the death on the cross. We here at Sugnan Road Baptist Church, we believe this because it's God's word. We join hundreds of millions of Christians around the world that believe the very same thing. And I'm saying to you today what God says in his word. And I am presenting to you today, not a religion by any means, I'm presenting to you Jesus. When the people worship Jesus, 
when they put your clothes and they wave the palm, saints, listen, they, they weren't seeking a religion. They said, Hosanna. They were worshiping him. They recognized that he is the anointed Christ. So I'm saying to those who are listening, this is what the scripture says. You open your heart at this very moment. You may not understand everything about Christianity. None of us did when we accepted Jesus. And we're still growing to understand that. But Jesus loves you. He loves you. And we want to pray with you. Because all you have to do is what he says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me, to the Father, except through me. And he wants you to believe in him as your Savior. And accept what he provided for you on Calvary's tree. So we want to pray with you. And we encourage you to pray this prayer. But believe what you say. When we pray this prayer with you, we are praying essentially what the scripture says. It's not an empty prayer. Just say it and something will happen. But truly believe what you're praying. And the Holy Spirit at this very moment is giving you the strength and the understanding to put your faith in Jesus Christ. That clarity of thought that is coming in your mind right now, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God saying to you, I love you, and I want you to come to me. Just come on the basis of my truth. That's God speaking into your heart right now. Regardless of where you might be around God's word. It is not by chance that you are looking at this and listening to this sermon. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I believe that you came in this world. You went to the cross. You suffered, you died, you were buried, you rose again so that I can have this gift of eternal life. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. And I accept this gift of eternal life that you have given me. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. We want to pray for you now, and I want to pray for the congregation. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, dear God, that you bless those who prayed with us, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you for encouraging us and reminding us, Lord Jesus. Denial of self by your grace, O Holy Spirit, inside of us. And living for you, Jesus. Taking up 
our cross, your responsibility that you gave us. I'm following you. That doing this is our most sincere expression of our love for you. In Jesus' name we pray. We all say, Amen. Amen. Bye.